Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly podcast where we explore the celestial landscape for the month, what's happening with the stars. We choose a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, July. Hello, eclipses. Hello, Megan, and all of all that. (laughs) So July brings a new eclipse season. Now, before anybody panics. (laughs) (laughs) It's not panic worthy. It's not panic worthy, although eclipses are a big deal, right? Absolutely. As you like to say, a sea change in 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 the astro landscape. And so we do have eclipses several times a year. So this month in July, we have both a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse in Cancer and Capricorn, respectively. So we'll go and unpack that for you a little bit. But let's start and just talk a little bit about why eclipses are so important. So what it seems, right, is that the eclipses, a solar eclipse is a new moon and a lunar eclipse is a full moon and that there's just more magnified intensity to both, right? So they also seem like they're a time of both really new beginnings. That would Mm -hmm. be the solar eclipse. And really that illumination coming to light, which would be the lunar eclipse. And so when you have this time period where things are beginning or ending so that they begin, and then you have this great awareness, it can really bring up a lot of things for people. Yeah. Right? So things just feel really intense, whether it's within your own life or just knowing that people or knowing or feeling that people are moving through such shifts within themselves that just everything feels really heightened. The potentiality feels heightened. Stress may feel heightened because it's, wait, this is beginning. Wait, I'm realizing this, right? This sort of that awareness that arises. But all the while, because things are, quote, eclipsed, (laughs) they're not clear. Things are shifting. But where are they going? I don't know. You know, so it's sort of balancing all of that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's a reminder to me about, you know, staying very present in the moment during these eclipses, because like you say, we don't know what is going to come to light out of all of this. And with the solar eclipse new moon being in the sign of cancer, do you think that's going to add a little bit more when you talk about intensity, emotional intensity and bring up feelings and, you know, deeper stuff around, you know, cancer rules home and family. And so part of me thinks, well, this could stir the pot a little bit uh, for some people emotionally and within family structures. Without question, right? Because cancer being about the roots, the home, the tribe, the family. Who is my family? Where is my home? What's happening with my homeland, <laughs> right? Because we're also thinking yes. about it collectively, this notion of nationalism and, you know, patriotism and what have you. So that's really arising if that is a time, or it is a time, excuse me, the solar eclipse of one, leaving something behind because you're coming into a new stage. So something is releasing and ending to initiate a new chapter related to How do I orient emotionally? What do I need? What comforts me? How is my family structure? Is it supporting me? Am I supporting them? All of those really big base 
foundational questions that are not intellectual, right? They're right. of that feeling nature. Yes. Well, as you're talking about it, it's almost like I'm like, I'm going to order my uh, my supply of ice cream ahead <laughs> of time. Because when you talk about cancer, it has so much to do with comfort. I mean, where's your comfort? Where do you feel nurtured? You know, of course, I think ice cream first and foremost. <laughs> but, you know, order ahead, folks. So, <laughs> but, yeah, and I think that, you know, if we're mindful about that, you know, as always, it's going to be interesting to see what comes up and what's illuminated. Yeah, and so just to look at that, right, July 2nd. Yes. The Cancer New Moon solar eclipse. And really to look at related to these questions, roots, foundation, family, home. Not just your structural home, but what has you feel at home? What is, what is that worn? What if all these things just like has had its life expectancy, these ways, these attitudes, and to release that and to, so that you can beckon in a new stage related to that. You know, what I'm hearing from you, Stephanie, is a permission here, Ooh, a permission. permission slip. Yeah. To really, you know, I'm thinking hunkering in, but also there is this opportunity to let go what no longer serves and to give you, especially when you're dealing with deeper emotional stuff and your feelings and your family, right? But as you said, there's family and there's family. I mean, family can mean many different things is to give yourself permission to maybe let go of what is no longer serving. I love that. And I love that conscious, as you're saying that, I'm literally thinking of like writing out or typing out and then printing out little permission slips, (laughs) right, for yourself, you know, for myself. You know, I give myself permission to honor these feelings. I give myself permission to feel this way. I give myself permission to like call in what really nourishes me, Mm -hmm. what really grounds me, Mm -hmm. you know? So again, though, with that new moon, it's something new will come about, but what in the field do you need to clear Mm -hmm. so that new can really flourish? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So we have the new moon solar eclipse. And then, of course, on the other side of that is the full moon lunar eclipse in Cancer's opposite sign of Capricorn. Now, this lunar eclipse is kind of packed, right? Because it's not just doesn't stand alone. There's a whole there's other things going on there. So start us off on that. So the lunar eclipse is on the 16th of the month of July. Right. And as you said, Capricorn, the moon's in Capricorn, the sun's in Cancer. And what's if we just had that in and of itself, right, what comes to illumination, I think, is is that polarity. Right. Cancer, the mother, Mm -hmm. the home, the roots, what feels good and protected and our emotions. Capricorn, the father. Right? Yes, duty and responsibility and the out in the world. The goat, the mountain goat, the climbing mountain. the mountain <laughs> till he gets to the top. Like success, yes. achievement, but yet the like <laughs> stay at home and, ta- you know, compared to sort of or, or with, aligned with cancer, stay at home and tend to the softness. So balancing that yes. home, work, life balance. Yes. You know, what feels good to me and what I feel a duty to do and perform to achieve. So just sort of some themes if they're on their own, which we can still honor and look at. But what feels so striking about this lunar eclipse in particular is that it ties into the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which we've spoken about, Mm -hmm. I think, since April, right, when the two planets stationed um, around the same time. 
And that Saturn-Pluto conjunction occurs exactly on January 12, 2020, but really we've been living it. Yes. And it also doesn't end on January 13th, 2020. <laughs> you know, so we've been living this. And so Saturn and Pluto are right there with the moon in Capricorn mm-hmm. on this lunar eclipse. So it brings to light the Saturn-Pluto themes, which you and I have talked about a lot. Like, do you want to sort of start on yeah. that? Like, what comes yes. to you with that? Yeah, what you know, think? this Saturn-Pluto has been so interesting in Capricorn. And, you know, uh, actually, I think it's been a little bit tough, a little bit <laughs> rough, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, with boy. just that, you know, that Pluto energy really having to dig in. I know, personally, I feel like I've been doing a lot of soul-searching of course, the you know this is all full, falling on my natal north and south oh, node that's squaring God. it. So you know, and it's you know it will be interesting for you to look at where it falls in your chart, right? But so it's probably been a little bit deeper. And then you've got Saturn, which is just saying, is this real? Is this sustainable? You know, grounded, creating those structures. So when I talk about being a little rough and a little bit tough, it's more from that standpoint of like. You can't really get away with anything. You totally you can't hide. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't run. You can't hide. But if you're willing to show up and you're willing to, what a Capricorn theme, do the work, mm-hmm. right? Then I think the lovely thing about Capricorn is there are rewards for doing the work, you know? But I, yeah, I think it's been a little, it's been interesting. Yeah, completely. You know, and looking at this year in excuse me, through the lens, I should say, of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, you know, to really look at what are you releasing that no mm-hmm. longer works? What's mm-hmm. reached its expiration date? Mm-hmm. You use that word, which has really stuck with me since April, dismantle. Yes, what, yes. What's being dismantled? Yes. You know, what are you deconstructing to reconstruct? And it may be like within your own volition, like, I am deconstructing this. You know, but it may just be that things are deconstructing outside of you, right? Mm-hmm. That you are needing to rebuild. Yes. You know, going into real truth, real integrity, looking at the base of things no longer as you said to like be able to like run and hide really to be able to look at our are we allowed to say these words on our podcast <laughs> yes shit looking at our shit <laughs> that felt good didn't it cathartic i have a very weird habit when i'm with clients where like i know i mean i'll curse left and right but when i'm with clients i have this like inner editor and i'll be like I'm about to curse. And everyone's like, sure, fine. Like, we don't care. But it's like, I can't control. Anyway, sidebar. Coming back to what we're talking about. Um, So really dealing with our bullshit. So really starting to see what you might see this month of July is, because it's illuminated, it's illuminating you towards or giving you the illumination to like what is going on for you with saturn pluto Mm -hmm. what are you dealing with what are you excavating what are you unearthing where are you taking responsibility for your shit where are you being practical and pragmatic about this rebuilding that could be really gorgeous in terms of like oh i see really where it is the route to the gorgeousness could be also really hard like oh yeah that i cannot escape that i must attend to that Yes. And, you know, I think one of the things that we've talked about before is, you know, a good way of looking at this and maybe a good question to ask is, 
you know, are the structures in your life working, you know, just on a very, very basic level, you know, is, are those structures working? And, you know, I think it'd be interesting for, for our audience, what, just to talk a little bit about what is the difference in your mind between like the solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse? Because here we have the solar eclipse in Cancer, which is very internalized and emotional. And then we have the lunar eclipse in the sign of Capricorn, and which is very external, right? So it's almost like they're a little bit reversed. When I think about a solar eclipse, I think it's more about, you know, the transformation outwardly and because it's around the sun. It's about who you are and your expression, but it's in the sign of Cancer. And then we have the lunar eclipse, which to me is maybe more internal and a little bit deeper, but it's in this outer sign of Capricorn. Right. So I, yeah, I see it that way. And also, again, that like Cancer solar eclipse, it also feels very much like because it's the sun being eclipsed by the moon, right? right? So you also then have all that emotionality and that restarting of that, of of the new emotional pattern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that light Right. With Capricorn. Right. So what's brought to light is also how do you balance that out in the world and that diligent and that practical and that dutiful and that do the work externally with don't forget, though, because the sun Mm -hmm. isn't I mean, not you. We should all not forget like (laughs) that the sun is in cancer. Like it's also balancing that with what feels good. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that, you uh, you know, a good word here is balance. Balance. You know, this month is to really like you're talking about the balance between like personal life, home life, work, work life, outer life. What are those balances? And do you have a good balance around that? I think for a lot of us, we tend to, you know, get very caught up in our work life, our outer life, you know, getting ahead, success, achievement, which is so Capricorn, right? And so it's like, you know, making sure that that's in balance. Those structures are in balance. Totally, right? And how do you keep that balance, too, when it feels like the other invitation, both with these eclipses, right? But also, I kind of feel like as that background note we've talked about with Uranus and Taurus, when like security and stability Mm -hmm. is maybe being questioned or is being redefined. Absolutely. Good point. Let us not forget (laughs) that we have that Uranus and Taurus, which is so interesting and just shaking up how we kind of view that day-to-day routine and how we engage with just other structures in our life. So like what grounds you? What, Mm. What makes you feel safe? What makes you feel secure? And maybe in asking those questions and answering them, when you hear the answer that you offer, is that just a reflex, right? Oh. Or, and is that just sort of keeping you stayed or stagnant? Or, you know, is there a way to find more freedom in that? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think we're all being, you know, especially with the world at large now, like thinking about these issues, right? Absolutely. I love that you bring up the word freedom too, mm-hmm. you know, because I think sometimes we forget that <laughs> with everything going on, you know, is that freedom that we all have to make those choices in the moment. In the moment. Know? In the moment. And speaking about moments, right, that something we've talked about before and we've talked about eclipses is that while the new moon solar eclipse is on the second and while the 16th brings the lunar eclipse full moon, that the eclipse energy is not just bound to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ushered in weeks before. Mm-hmm. So like since the last few weeks of June, and it goes for weeks, if not more after, because you don't really see the clarity of what actually arises 
for a while afterwards. So yes, just right. don't be like, okay, it's July 1st and we're fine. <laughs> we're and done. it's like, just like, Bye. <laughs> here we are. So, you know, it, it's sort of this field, right? Yes. And again, it's unclear. Things are obscured. Things are eclipsed. So if you're in, if you feel the sea change, but you don't know what this is yielding, you're on point. Ah, I love that. Yeah, if you don't know what's happening, you're on point. If yeah. you're in the unknown, that's good. Yeah. I like that. That's such a powerful reminder because I think we always just like to have everything all figured out. And it's so hard really? to figure out. I feel like I'm going to whine, but it's so hard to figure everything out right now. But I love that. Stay in the unknown. You're on point. That yeah. is super powerful, Stephanie. And just check in. Like, how do you feel? Yeah. Because right? it's uh, cancer. There you go. How it's cancer time. Speaking of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. What a perfect segue. We could just like swim in this whole like <laughs> feelings of the eclipse. In the crab walk. So let's talk a little bit about another planet that's in cancer, um, kind of joining this party. Mm-hmm. And that is Venus in cancer. Yeah, so Venus is in Cancer, and especially around the time of that lunar eclipse, it's interesting because Venus ties into that Saturn-Pluto conjunction by opposing them both, mm-hmm. right? So through the 16th, from the 16th through the 21st. So again, we're looking at that theme of dismantling, and um, we're looking at that theme of dismantling and deconstruct to reconstruct and looking at the roots of your power and all of that through the lens of relationships. Yep. Money issues may come around. Yep. What do I, you know, Venus's values, mm-hmm. what do I really value? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I create structure and really build the foundations of what has richness to me? Mm-hmm. And given that at that time, Venus connects to the North Node that's in Cancer. That's right. We've got the North Node in Cancer so, too. Yes. So when you think of Venus in Cancer coming with the North, coming together with the North Node, like what arises for you? It just feels like really powerful to dig into what you're talking about with, because you know, to me, the lunar North Node really represents kind of. To me, I always look at it as kind of a destiny point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the 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 North Node to me is like your North Star. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like that star in the sky that you're you know you're traveling towards. You maybe it's not familiar, maybe you haven't done it before, but it's it's what you're aspiring to. So when you bring in that Venus, which is like what you love, Venus is also pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes you happy on a deeper, deeper level? And I think so many times we discount. You know, is it okay to like look for pleasure and happiness isn't that superfluous or whatever but no I think to me so it's like really pulling in and again I'm going to use that word permission give yourself permission to really look at and value your personal happiness to love to, to love are you loving what you're doing are you loving your life yeah so important and especially if you feel like you're like being dragged through the mud (laughs) different things like take a little bit of a time out and just be like okay how can I reward myself with something that I know feels beautiful and feels pleasurable and really honor that and honor that that feminine energy and then sort of be rebounded or re-energized then to go back through the mud to do all that work right right and I think also you know with the with the north node there it's, it's just a reminder that if you are feeling like you're going through the mud that you're doing it for a reason there's a higher energy here of a higher inspiration of i'm doing this to get me to that place where 
I'm doing what I love. Mm-hmm. And so it's worth it. And I think that's sometimes that Capricorn reward yeah. that we that 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 is offered there as well. Yeah. I think too, right? Like this is echoing something that you said before. You know, thinking about the North Node and thinking about how it ties into the Saturn and Pluto. I always thinking about that that adverb, really. It's not just, what do you value, <laughs> but what do you really value? Or deeply, what do you deeply value? Like, uh-huh. really, like, the root of, like, what is really rich really? for you? Like, like, like really? Like, no, but not, like, really, <laughs> but, like, really. Like, base, you know, yeah. really. What is... <laughs> What is really rich? What is really pleasurable? Yes, like yes. where you give yourself permission yes. to have the base note real pleasure. I like that. I really, really like that. No, <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. That's so good. I love that. Okay. So we can't like. <laughs> but now what's next? But, 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 and, you know, no discussion would be complete of, of the joy. month <laughs> astro without talking about, I feel like we need a drum roll. Mercury retrograde, yeah. right? Yes. And again, you know, we say this often, please do not freak out. We <laughs> have Mercury retrogrades at least three times a year, right? Exactly. So this Mercury retrograde starts in Cancer and moves back. No, 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 wait. It starts in Leo. That was very retrograde. Very <laughs> retrograde. And then moves back into Cancer. And it's happening for most of the month, isn't it? Yeah, it starts on July 7th and goes through the 31st. Okay. Okay, so do we have any um, profound thoughts on this <laughs> Mercury retrograde? I don't know if they're profound, but we got some thoughts. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> so the first thing I would share is, again, just remember when there's a retrograde, when it begins and when it ends, the planet is stationing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's seemingly slowing down in its pathway in the sky. And as it stations and slows down, the energy of the archetype that that planet represents is really loud and really strong. So around the 7th, a few days before, a few days after when it begins, and around the 31st, a few days after and a few days a few days before, I'm very retrograde already, a few days before and a few days <laughs> after already there. it ends, you know, that Mercury is really strong. There's lots of news. There's lots of information. There's probably lots of things in your inbox, whether they're of value or not. You know, there's just lots. <laughs> and so just to be careful, though, that you don't feel overwhelmed by the onslaught mm-hmm. of input or mm-hmm. the onslaught of the feeling of having to give output, mm. still go slow so that your nerves and your nervous system and your communication isn't jangled. So I think I made that word up, but I like it. It kind of fits. No, I think it's a good word. Um, so that is my first thing to say. Right. And I think that's very true. And I think those jangled nerves could also <laughs> be emotionally because oh, yes. we're starting out that Mercury retrograde in cancer. We're bringing in that deeper kind of like, nope, we're not starting in a cancer. She's shaking. I am confused. I'm in retrograde land. But it does end up there. It does end up so there. So we started in Leo, right, which is maybe more outward dramatic. But this is a perfect like representation of retrograde. Am I coming or am I going? Right. And then it goes back into cancer, which is when that emotional piece, when those deeper feelings will start to come in. So, you know, it's, you know, let's see what comes up. And remember, Mercury retrograde is not bad. It's a new way of looking. It's a new way of processing. It's a new way of speaking. It's a new way of thinking, right? You swivel and you turn around and you look back to the past to see the terrain that you've already traversed to see if there's any insights, wisdom, people, resources, information that you can find in the past and bring to the present for further understanding. 
So you go back over things. You know, you have this article that you're writing. You have this website you've done. You have this communication with your cousin. You have what <laughs> have you. And it doesn't feel finished, right? Mm -hmm. You take a different perspective on it. Mm -hmm. You go back over what maybe had been said or written or what have you to find a different angle to gather more insight so that when Mercury goes direct, you can move it forward. Well said. Well said. That's that's like Mercury retrograde in a capsule. That's <laughs> but that's great. You know, rest, regroup, realign. Yeah, re, 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 edit, regroup, recommunicate, re, 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 rewrite, yeah. re, re, what, re, re, redo, 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 republish, republish. Yes. All right. So it's not bad. No, it's not. I know, and that's. I feel like Mercury retrograde sometimes carries that baggage, right? Yeah. Of oh my God, instead yeah. of embracing it and working with it. Yeah, just go back over things, retrace yeah. your steps. Right, give yourself permission. Oh, Ooh, I'm working permission. that to uh, go slow. Take like your we time. We need like a jangle jingle around jangle, permission. Jingle, yeah, permission. Exactly. So should we do the tarot card with tarot card for July? Of course we should. Yeah, so. The tarot card for the month is actually we're going to go into the minor arcana. Normally we choose a card from the major arcana and the minor arcana are the, the suited cards. Um, and I chose the um, Ace of Cups. And in the tarot, aces represent new beginnings. And so I thought that was really good with these eclipses. And the realm of cups is the realm of water. And here we're talking about all this cancer energy. And so the Ace of Cups, again, aces represent this new beginning energy. They're a rebirth energy. And with cups in the water, it, it really tends to be like an emotional rebirth, uh, a rebirth around what you feel in your relationships. And again, in what you love, because cups in the tarot represent feelings and emotion. They represent relationships and love, right? So here's this like opportunity to really kind of clean out and kind of purge and have this emotional rebirth with the Ace of Cups. The other thing about cups is they also represent the realm of the soul, right? And so with the Ace of Cups, I also feel like it's this, this spiritual rebirth. It's this reawakening of those deeper, watery soul energies. And, you know, with cups, again, it's really this opportunity to bring up your divinity, you know, and mm. when I think about it with water, I think about that divine compassion, about really opening your heart to be more compassionate. Ace of Cups also represents a time to really trust your feelings, trust your impressions, trust your intuitions. Here we are, like you're saying, you know, cancer is not an intellectual sign. Water is not an intellectual realm. It's all about those feelings and intuitions and impressions and all of that. So the Ace of Cups, I think, is the perfect card for July and all this watery cancer energy. So it's just this real opportunity to release, let go, and reawaken to these deeper, soulful, and emotional, and compassionate energies. Oh my God, it's so perfectly suited. And such a beautiful cup. In, in so many of the different decks, it's just one of the most beautiful one of the most beautiful cards, I think, as well. If you're a visual person, I wish I wish I had a card here to show you, but it's lovely. Beautiful. 
So anything else about July that you want to share that you I, think we like, didn't? That's not like enough. Like, really, <laughs> Stephanie? We didn't really? flood you? <laughs> really? about the water? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I think we're good. I think this wraps up another episode of So Divine. And you can keep track of both Stephanie and I. Uh, Stephanie's website is stephaniegaling.com. I'm meganskinner.com. We both post a lot on Facebook and on Instagram. So you can... Uh, follow us there. And big thanks, as always, to our producers, Nick Petrie and Sebastiano Tecchio. And we are doing our podcast here from the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle. So have a happy, permission-filled, <laughs> really, 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 really pleasurable, um, transformative, transformative July. See you in August. See you in August.